0: This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody! Welcome back to the Christmas Countdown Podcast show episode... Number five, we are halfway through our top ten movies list that is counting down Danny and I's top ten movies, Christmas holiday movies. Uh we are so happy that you're back with us. Danny, how you doing today? How you feeling, buddy?
0: He's got the air horn. I got horns. the air horn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yes. I don't know if you heard I, I think it was our our last episode. I was like boop 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 and I was like a really sort of mm. Not so great version of the air horn. So <laughs> I decided, as you were doing your intro, I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I have that app. I gotta go download it." So I was like, "Boom!" If that doesn't say Christmas, so good. Uh, good. I, don't I don't know what does. Good. I mean, you did call us the what well, were the, the pit bull of Christmas podcast. so that that feels. I think it like is, we yeah. need a wrap air horn if we're going to refer to ourselves <laughs> in so. that way, right? We gotta legitimize you're right. ourselves. I think you. <laughs> it's some way you're right. Um, I'm, I'm excited for another episode. It, it's crazy that we're already five episodes into this thing. You know, We just started you know, recording this a few weeks ago, and now we've got five episodes. And it seems like every single week when I go back and, and look at our stats, we're, we're adding new countries to to our list of, of where people are listening, yeah. where they're engaging. We are now... How
1: many countries are we in oh, now, Eric?
0: Eric, this is wild. We are now officially in 60 countries. Sixty countries all around the world. 60, yes, six, six zero. zero. Count it. Yes. Oh my! Gosh, I know. That's crazy. We are legitimately worldwide. As uh, as we're this.
1: spanning the world. We're, we're worldwide.
0: Yeah. W- totally. When I look that at the because it shows our our me a map, it shows me a map on the the service that we use, which is called Libsyn, and it starts all the way on the far left, mm-hmm. which is you know United States, all the way up into Alaska, Hawaii, and then it it goes all the way across the globe, and we've got so many countries from. Our part of the world, all the way across to Australia, you know, with China and India and Egypt, it's it's pretty wild. Germany, Netherlands, Spain, Morocco, Brazil, Malawi, Kenya. I mean, we've got people from all corners of the wow. world tuning in. So, so if you are one of those people who is listening anywhere around the world, we want to know. We, you know, send us Let a us direct know. message. Yeah. We we had. A friend who reached out to us from Spain recently. We also had someone from Nicaragua who just reached out to us this last week. Um, please shoot us a DM or post something on on your social media and tag us in it so we can we can see it. This is just so much fun for us to know that we're not just sitting here. In my case, in my garage here in Southern California, talking to my buddy Eric. Like we're actually talking to people all around the world. How cool is that, Eric?
1: I love that. it. It's so cool because. As we said in the last episode, you know, we really did just start this as, as a fun thing for Danny and I to talk about Christmas, but knowing, you know, we both had an inkling. I think why we agreed to do it <laughs> is we had an inkling that there were people like us in the world. Uh, I think we were thinking more in the United States right. is what we were expecting, but in but we knew that there were people in the world who love Christmas year round, would love to sort of think about it, talk about it, break it down and, and, and celebrate it, and so... Uh, it really warms our heart uh, to to know that you guys are out there listening to us, and we really appreciate any time you download uh, uh, one of our episodes. And please tell your friends, post about us. Uh, we will repost anything yep. if you guys tag us in it. You know, we'll we'll get uh, the word out from our channels as well. So we really appreciate the love and and you guys supporting us as we as we head towards Christmas, getting closer and closer. Oh we, you know, this episode, Danny, is going to air uh on monday uh november 1st which is the day after halloween which means we are officially in christmas oh my gosh i'm starting to see the christmas commercials already on tv you were at at uh lowe's or home depot the other day i think you told me you saw a bunch of uh christmas stuff so it's creeping in we're getting there folks we are the world is starting to pave the way for that time of the year that we all love and celebrate so much
0: Time. It's oh my gosh! Here. Yeah, and now you know Hallmark is, has started doing their countdown to Christmas. The hashtag countdown to Christmas is happening. I saw a video on on Instagram the other day that Candice Cameron Bure, or Bure—I don't know how where I put the emphasis yeah. on which sil- syllable in Pavel Bure's last name—I think I got it right. But anyway, Pavel she Bure. posted yeah, a, a really cool right. reel. They they lit up the um, you know the Crown Entertainment or whatever the name of that the company is that owns uh, owns Hallmark they they wrapped their whole building in wrapping paper and and she was there to light it and I saw this reel on her page and now they've already started showing Christmas movies on the Hallmark channel I mean it is here I'm so happy even though I'm sitting currently sitting in my garage legitimately sweating if you're watching our video you can see that I'm a little <laughs> I'm, I'm a little glistening I'm like I'm like a, it's toast. I'm like a snowflake It's almost 90 degrees <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: in LA right now so it is it's very warm I have to tell you Danny I can't believe I forgot to tell you what? this just like in our pre-production meeting Yeah so a good friend of mine, Laura Richardson. Shout out to Laura. Uh, it, she is a an executive at Hallmark Channel. She knows that I'm a huge Christmas okay. fan and Christmas movie fan and all that stuff. She sent me two large boxes. What? That we will post some clips on our uh, social channels. That was a you. Your brain is going to explode when I show you this stuff. Okay. She sent me two boxes with like. A a big bowl for popcorn says it's Hallmark movie season time. Uh, A bunch of mugs that say this is my Hallmark movie uh, drinking mug. She sent us these blankets that are you know like the the sweater blanket sweatshirt kind of thing. So it's a snuggie, uh, like cozies. Yes, it's a snuggie essentially, Uh, but it says Hallmark Channel Christmas movie time. Uh, They sent us a Christmas village that lights up and has like Hallmark stuff. It it was like a whole thing. It was the nicest thing in the world. Uh, We will post some of those things, but uh, definitely, I think you can buy some of these things at, uh, I'm guessing, at Hallmark.com, HallmarkChannel.com. I don't know, Uh, but check it out because uh, it was some really, really good swag. It was awesome. So shout out to Hallmark Channel and my, my
0: good friend, Laura Richardson,
1: for sending that over. So uh, I forgot to tell you about that. That's amazing. I'm so
0: glad that you shared it with me, and it's reminding me of of a family tradition that we participate in every single year that has to do with Hallmark, and that is picking out our ornaments. I don't know if anyone else, and Eric, if if you all have done this, but ever since we were very young, uh, every year, my siblings and I would get a new ornament. My parents would get a new ornament as well, and we always go to the, the Hallmark store for the most part. Sometimes my brother was like in his teenage years, and he was, you know, sort of... Emo, whatever he he's like. I got to get mine off the internet, you know. And he'd get like, I don't know. Great. It'd be like a like a, a hard drive hanging on a I don't know on like an ornament hook or whatever. <laughs> um, right. But you know, Hallmark this year I saw a sneak peek of some of the the ornaments that they're gonna have, and and they're I mean they've had some years that have been pretty strong in the past. Like they do a bunch of you know office ornaments that I've you know got over the years, like bobbleheads of Michael and Dwight, and uh, there's one of like oh Michael's man. desk um and i've got a bunch of like sports guys that i've gotten over the years but uh, i saw it this year cuz a lot of times they'll do christmas vacation ones and this year mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the ornaments is like the box that um that the the aunt brings her cat in and it's like a wrapped box with like sort of like torn up wrapping paper and there's like a cat paw coming through the top of it and
1: just sneaking out i don't oh, that's know great. how i'm going to pick
0: great. any ornament other than that so we actually within the next few weeks we'll all be <laughs> Heading over to the local mall. Yeah, there's actually still a mall here in my town. Um, And we'll be picking out our Hallmark ornaments. Do you guys have any sort of fun traditions like that that you do as you start to get closer to the holidays?
1: Yeah. You know, well, we will on November 1st, on Monday, which I'm very excited. Or, yeah, probably Monday. uh, Maybe, no, it'll be Monday. I was going to say maybe on Sunday night, but we'll be trick-or-treating on Sunday night. But Monday, we will start putting up all of our Christmas decorations. Oh, wow uh in the house so that will happen that's very exciting in regards to ornaments we started uh sort of started a tradition uh i guess probably as far back as when my first kid was born when sophie was born um and then we definitely have done it since miles has been born we've been getting each year uh a personalized ornament Mm. either at the mall or if we go to like a santa's village kind of thing Where, you know, it's either like, you know, four reindeer or four penguins or four snowflakes, whatever. And then a lot of those ornament places that you'll see, they'll like write the names of everybody on your family. So it'll be like, you know, four reindeer and each of us get our name. And then it'll say Peterson Family Christmas 2021 or whatever. So we've been doing that. That's been sort of our ornament tradition that we've done every year uh, since the kids have been born. I love
0: that. I love that. We, you know, it's been really fun. You know, obviously my, my parents bought ornaments, you know, for me all throughout childhood and a fun little you know, add on to that story is my stepdad is Jewish so we actually get our we get our christmas ornaments every year on the first night of hanukkah which is, which i sure. just absolutely love i think it's that's crossover, so baby. like it's crossover. the world 2021 i absolutely love it um, <laughs> yeah, and totally. obviously a couple years, a few years ago now they got to start buying ornaments for you know our first daughter and now we have a second one so they'll be able to buy ornaments for her and now we've got our first nephew so it's, it's just fun to see the tradition you know, now passing on. What was really weird for me last year was um, because you know I'm in my late 30s. I got a lot of ornaments. Um, plus, when you have three kids that are all in their 30s, that's a lot of ornaments. So my mom was like, "Hey, yeah, what do you think about coming over and getting your ornaments?" And I said it was like, "Mom, I I hang my ornaments on your tree. I don't I don't hang yeah. my ornaments on my tree." You know, she's like, "Well, it's kind of like it's breaking the branches at this point in time. There's just too many ornaments. We don't have enough <laughs> space." So I was like, well, can I leave like maybe just five specific ones that I want to leave behind to hang on your tree every year? And so now I have five a, a tub ones. in my garage. And fortunately, we do cr- two Christmas trees in the house one in the living room, and then we do one in the, the dining room that sort of become my daughter and my tree. We'll do like a countdown to Christmas. And so my my ornaments are now getting hung on that tree. So it's, it was kind of, sad. I never thought I'd have an issue with that. I guess I would never really thought about that my mom was going to ask me to take the ornaments away from her house. Sure, and it was yeah. like, that yeah. was like part of my childhood was just ripped out, ripped out from underneath <laughs> me. But I get it. And now, on you know, now my daughter gets to yeah. enjoy them. And there's like a Frank Sinatra one which she pushes and he sings. And she absolutely
1: loves that. So. I have that one. Is it the Hallmark one? I oh,
0: yeah. Where he's one. got the microphone in front of him.
1: Yep. That's yep. oh, so good. Oh, yeah. It's I got so that good. One. That's
0: a good one. Um, amazing. Um, one more thing. I, Can I touch on I one warned... more thing before we, yes, before we dive great. in? Um, so you talked about David Phelps last week in our in our christmas uh songs episode part two and of course you played a little clip and i had to go and watch the entire clip because i was just so blown away by what you played for us and i watched that and then my sister actually texted me and she sent me a link to a youtube video of a vocal teacher listening to that performance for the first time and reacting like live and this person's reactions were just so brilliant and then i had another friend who was like texting me as he was listening to the episode? He goes, "Yes, David Phelps." Um, like, so yes. your your pick clearly connected with with a lot of a lot of people just beyond me, and I'm sure our audience, uh, you know, who who, who was fav- fans of David Phelps beforehand. I think you've turned a lot of people on to the talent that is David Phelps. So thank you for introducing us to
1: that. Thanks, man. Well, definitely in in that particular performance, it is. So, uh, you know, uh, I myself am am a a Christian. You know, everybody has their own beliefs and where you're at, but uh, I am a Christian. And so it was uh, for me watching that performance, not only is it a beautiful from a just like a performing standpoint, it's technically brilliant and beautiful, but also from like a spiritual point of view, it to me sure seems like someone who's really having a moment kind of with the Holy Spirit Mm. that is like you know, being touched by God and somebody was, there was something talking through him, you know, that oh, yeah. was not just one man, you know, being able to sing like that. So uh, I, I, I just love that video so much. And I think that's why it, it resonates with a lot of people because it is technically brilliant, but also you can't, but help
0: being swept up in the spirit of what oh, it yeah, is. There's so much feeling in it. It's, it, it moves you. It's brilliant. And I'm yeah. so glad that you brought it to to our attention and i you know speaking of you know performances that are moving i also went and watched that uh, jimmy stewart poem reading that you mentioned from the jimmy or johnny carson show oh about his dog Bo. oh my gosh and it sort of starts out a little silly you know like he, it's very rhymey mm-hmm. and like you're sort of watching johnny and they're sort of like chuckling along you know i don't think anyone really knows where the poem is going and then it starts yeah. to get he uses the device i feel like of the rhyminess to sort of like Gets you into it to get sort of comfortable and then he just sideswipes uh-huh. you with the emotion of with you know emotions. his dog not being there anymore and then it you know he yeah. finishes the poem and he, he sounds just like jimmy stewart and it's a wonderful life he's like well that's that's my dog whoa you know and then like it, and you know totally cut to johnny carson he's cool. like wiping you know underneath his eyes he's he's crying there at the interview yeah. desk And i was like oh my gosh that was so incredibly i was like it made me think of marley and me you know like the, the movie with with ellen sure, yeah. and just like how attached we get to, to our dog. So, you know, Eric, thank you for uh, taking me to the dark side. Thanks for taking me to the sad side of the holidays. (laughs) Really appreciate that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad. Um, Awesome. Well, I, I wanted to say one more thing before we jump in here. Uh, So obviously we talked about Christmas music and the last, um, uh, the last top 10 list. Uh, And if you, I'm sure a lot of you are listening to either your own curated, playlists you know through spotify or your own just collections that you have but i also love when uh the holiday music comes on the radio because oh, yes. that's a lot of times we're all find newer songs that i was unaware of and were not in my playlist um so uh definitely if you have sirius xm i believe it's uh, channel 776 right now is already playing holiday music mm. and come november 1st they are gonna uh bump up i think they last year they went up to 14 yeah. holiday channels so make sure you have a Look out for that, and for those of you that are in uh, Southern California, and then even if you're not, if you have uh, access to the internet, if you go onto iHeartRadio, there is a local um, radio station here in LA that's Coast one hundred three point five. Mm. Coast one hundred three point five. Anyway, the they holidays. do such. <laughs> that's right. They do such a great job of playing uh, holiday music uh, at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. They start on November sixth at 8 p.m. Oh my gosh, is that so soon? That's uh be a, It's in like a few days. Oh it's so gosh. exciting. I didn't realize they do it was such that soon. a great job of like yeah, they do such a great job of playing like the classics and also introducing new ones and they break down some of the songs and the history of the songs. So definitely check out Coast 103.5. Uh, if you don't live in LA, uh, through the iHeartRadio app, uh, you can listen to their their coverage of holiday music because they do a great job oh my gosh let's uh jump into our uh, list here we got our top five yes um top 10 movies are number five through one i'm gonna just jump in with my first one right here did number you want to recap your number your boy, ten through
0: six real quick before sure so that i'll, give, I'll into, give
1: 10 to 6 yeah. yeah if you missed last week number 10 i had holiday in the old bing crosby fred astaire flick number nine i had prancer the uh, sort of sad sam elliott cloris leachman uh, movie about Prancer the Reindeer. Number eight, I had Polar Express. Mm-hmm. Number seven, controversially, I had Elf <laughs> that low at oh, seven. I'm, I'm regretting that. I think it probably should have been higher, <laughs> but that's where it landed when I made the list. Uh, number six, I had Christmas Story. Uh, and now at number five, I'm going Christmas Chronicles. Ooh. Christmas Chronicles is a newer film yes. uh, from Netflix. Stars stars uh, Kurt Russell, uh, is sort of uh, the main character. He's playing Santa. Uh, it is a very, very, very fun newer Christmas movie that, to my family, felt like a classic. Honestly, after the first watch, Agreed, we yeah. were like, "This is definitely going to be one that we watch every year." Um, they did make a sequel, which was also good. I, I would say the first one is a, a bit better, um, but the this is basically your 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 classic story of two kids who aren't really sure if they believe anymore <laughs> in Santa. Right. Uh, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, who sort of comes into their life. They have an adventure with Santa over the night through Chicago and around the world. And they meet the elves and and they start to believe more. It's a it's a great story. It's got kind of more a little bit more of a modern feel, which is nice for some of the younger kids to feel like it's speaking to their generation. Yep. Um, Kurt Russell is spectacular as Santa Claus. Truly, you buy it. The costumes are great. You know, his beard looks so good. It's irreverent in just for me it's just irreverent enough Mm -hmm. without being cynical um the kids that are in it do a great job uh, great performances in that so if you've not checked it out it's on netflix it's called christmas chronicles here's a little clip from christmas chronicles starring kurt russell teddy
2: teddy are you okay where's the camera Oh, it still works. Where are we? Teddy? I could have swore I saw Paris. Uh, Teddy? The plane almost killed us. Teddy? I was in the sky. Teddy? What? Ah! Santa Claus? Live and in person.
1: One night only. You two okay?
2: Yeah. You look so different.
1: Why? Because I'm not a big fat slob?
2: No, no, I, I didn't mean it that way.
1: Oh, that's okay, Kate. I guess it's understandable. I mean, who can eat millions of cookies in one night and not get fat, right? Well, I can.
2: Can you go ho-ho-ho?
1: I don't go ho-ho-ho. That's a myth. Fake
0: news. Sorry.
1: So fun, right?
0: Dude, I my wife and I put it on a couple years ago when when it first came out, and it was it was sort of fun timing yeah. because fun story is at that time I was doing some work for Goldie Hawn's foundation for the Goldie Hawn foundation and mind up. And, you know, I was going over to, to her house for, for meetings and occasionally, you know, Kurt would be there and, you know, it, it was so fun to sort of be, cause I started working for like right around Thanksgiving and that's when they were ramping up for Christmas Chronicles to get released. So it was just really cool to be around that sort of energy. And, and then obviously I heard that, you know, there was talk about her coming in for the second film. And um, so it was really cool to sort yeah. of get an inside look at that. So obviously us being connected to them at that point in time, when it came out, my, my wife and I watched it and I, you know, I, I think um, it's tough for me. Like when new Christmas movies come out, I go, how are these ever going to compare to, you know, the Christmas right. movies that we grew up with or a streaming service like Netflix is going to produce and release a, a really great Christmas film. And, yeah. and I was absolutely blown away I enjoyed that movie. It's a little sad in the beginning. You know, there's this like heart, you know, wrenching sort of moment that that happens early on that you're not necessarily expecting. And I just thought it was brilliantly done. Um, you know, as you said, I think Kurt Russell did a fantastic job in that performance. And if you haven't seen it, you you got to you got to go watch that. It, it's available right now. So go watch it, it tonight. Go watch it tonight. There's a
1: great moment at the end. I'm not going to spoil anything. But for those of you that have seen it, there's a moment. Uh, At the end with the sun character um, and the Christmas tree. That's all I'll say. That is so, when I watch it, it just like, I'm just weeping tears. Oh, yeah. Sobbing, sobbing emotional tears. So it's a great one. Christmas Chronicles, number five on my list. Danny, why don't you uh, recap your ten through six and then hit us with your number five choice.
0: Of course. We'll start off with with number ten, a movie that Eric believes should just be considered a a made-for-TV special, but not in my heart, not in not in my home. It's special, <laughs> nope. Uh, it is, it is that fantastic film, <laughs> Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer. Uh, love it. It's a classic. I just think of childhood. It reminds me of, you know, when those movies started coming on around the holidays. I knew, uh, I knew Christmas was right around the corner. Um, at number nine was that beautiful uh, romantic comedy, Love Actually, with Hugh Grant and so many other people. Uh, at number eight, a movie I had not seen. Until days before we recorded our last episode, I know it's crazy. I know, but I'm glad that this show inspired me to go do it. You know, I I may if we weren't doing the show, I may have never seen this movie. And and that uh, movie is "It's a Wonderful Life" with Jimmy Stewart. It's such a moving film, and I'm glad that I finally watched it in black and white, not the colorized version. I I saw it in black and white, Um, and then at number seven was another film that I just, you know, hold near and dear to my heart from my childhood. And, you know, I've come to it. I feel like I stopped watching it for a long time. And then over the last couple of years, it sort of worked its way back into into my yearly cycle. That's The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And then number six, a film that was not originally on my top ten, but I put it on because I remember loving it when I was a kid. And I watched it with my daughter. And her and I were just cracking up at Gonzo and Kermit and Rizzo and the rest of the gang. It's The Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, by Jim Henson Studios. It's a brilliant film. If you haven't watched it recently, please go back and watch it. The comedy in there, it's brilliant. It holds up. It's so good. Um, which leads us to to number five uh, on my list, which is a film that stars one of my favorite actors uh, of all time. Um, he probably still is my favorite. In terms of comedic actors, he's definitely my favorite. And I, I, I'm so interested and intrigued by, you know, sort of the evolution of this person as a human uh, being in general. And um, this film, when it came out, I was so excited to see it. Uh, and at that time, my dad was working at, at NBC and he was able to get tickets to The Tonight Show. And he would usually find out the guest list a week ahead of time before people started putting in free requests. So he would request tickets. And and when he saw that this actor was going to be on, he put in the request because he knew how big of a fan I was. And it was right before the holidays. So the whole studio uh, at NBC here in Burbank was decked out for the holidays. Uh, That actor, Jim Carrey, that film, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, I think his performance, you know, as it is in pretty much every role that he's been a part of, is so unique. Um, He just finds these moments. He's so brilliant in terms of comedy to bring this iconic cartoon character to life. Um, I feel like that's something, at least in, in that chapter in movie history, Jim Carrey was the one to bring that character to life. His, the only one. his ability yeah. to contort his face in the way, I know some of it was CGI, but his, but I know so much of it was him as well to be able to get that smile and that look yeah. and the makeup department on that film. I remember watching some special feature once of like seeing just this huge soundstage just full of background actors, hundreds of background actors getting their who noses on every single morning and, and just the amount of time that Jim put in uh, you know, hours sitting in that, in that makeup chair every single day when, when he would go on to set. And I'll never forget, uh, sitting there in the studio at the old, you know, NBC studios, which is not NBC studios anymore here in Burbank when Jim was on. And, you know, he obviously was the number one guest. So, you know, a lot of times number one guest Hey, will you stick around a little bit longer? Yeah, we'll be right here after the break. And so they go to commercial break and everyone's clapping. And I, the way we were seated in the audience, I was with my girlfriend at the time. We and she was a huge Jim Carrey fan as well as we had an eye line straight at Jim. We weren't like sort of swung around to the side. We were like facing straight towards him. Right. And as, you know, you know, clap, 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 applause. All right, we're out. I stood up out of my seat and I was like, Jim. And he looks up at me <laughs> and he points at me and he gives me the he sort of like, you know, I don't, I don't know how to describe this to our home listeners, but he, you know, does the sort of like F you sort of thing with like, you know, wrapping one arm around the other and he puts his the back of his hand underneath his chin and goes, and he points at me, and I was like, "Yes, that is the coolest thing ever." The Jim Jim Carrey <laughs> just like gave me a double F you uh, in the middle gave of. The bird, a, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was it was absolutely brilliant. A moment I will never forget, and I I just absolutely love that film. I think he does such a fantastic job, and um, it's not easy to bring those fantastical worlds to life in a live action. And I think Ron Howard and the team did a did a brilliant job um, with that film, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey let a little listen. Come on, Max.
1: It's our first stop.
2: The old Grinchy Claws hissed, and he climbed to the roof with empty bags in his fist. He'd slide down the chimney, a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch.
0: He's planning a double twisting interrupted floor, flying two and a half of the carbo tuck and bike. High degree of difficulty.
2: Got stuck only once, for a moment or two.
1: Blasted water t- goes right to my hips. <coughs> <Right>.
2: <coughs> <See>. <coughs> then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue. A little more stout,
1: please. With the little
2: old stockings all hung in a row. The stockings. He grinned are the first thing to go. Okay, fellas. Showtime.
1: I mean, Jim, dude. It's great, right? You know, I saw a clip of of Jim Carrey talking about the Grinch, like, years later, and I think he was telling a story essentially saying how, you know, little kids will recognize him and say, like, oh, that's the Grinch, that's the Grinch, (laughs) and that you know, parents will be like, I don't think so. And then he was like, but then as soon as I do my face and he does that thing where he's able to like lift the corners how of do his do mouth, that? like to his eyeballs. Yeah. It's it's like so high how he has such a rubber face. Right. And he instantly, even without all the makeup, you can see that look of the Grinch. <laughs> and it's so good. Yes. And he was like, I do that. And then the kids were like, I told you, it's the Grinch. It's the Grinch. Deh,
0: deh, really deh. cool. That's a good choice. Yeah, so good. Right. I, I, It's on, what you, it's on my rotation every single year.
1: Okay, here's a question for Mm -hmm. you. Because, to my knowledge, there is essentially three Grinch projects. You got the original animated TV special. You have (laughs) you you have the film (laughs) with Jim Carrey, the live action Grinch, and then they made an animated uh, Grinch film maybe three, four years ago that starred Ed Helms as the Grinch. Um, how would you rank those for yourself in its own little Grinch list?
0: Oh, wow. I had never thought of that. I mean, obviously I'm going to give Jim Carrey number one, uh, just because it's Jim and I think it's over the original. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, as much here, okay. here's fun trivia. Do you know the guy who did the singing voice of the Grinch? Do you know what his name is? Yes, you do. Uh,
1: in, are you saying in the original, in the original version? Uh, yes. Animated special. Yes. Uh, it, the voice is the guy who did the voice of Tony the Tiger. Yes. The- yes. Right. And he's un- uncredited, never got paid, and uh, that's all I know. I, I, I think but he, he
0: also, another guy. fun fact, you have seen him at the Disneyland theme parks. He is one of the bus at the end of the ride when they're singing Grim Grim and Ghosts, yeah. or Grim Grin and Ghosts. In Haunted Mansion. His name is Thurl Ravenscroft, is that is that performer's name. Right? Wait, say that name one more time. Thurl Ravenscroft. I mean, they don't make them like that anymore. Am I right?
1: Oh my, they do not. But you, I want to have another kid just so I can name him Thurl. that. Yeah,
0: I do I, It's got to be one of the least popular names. Thurl
1: Ravenscroft Peterson. Thurl, yeah, coming soon.
0: <laughs> Welcome, to...
1: babe. We're having another kid. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not. That was a joke.
0: We just joke. have a dog at this point in time we'll like just get another dog
1: and we'll name him that he yeah he's is,
0: he's is just such a, a fantastic name obviously a fantastic voice that is just so famous tony the tiger the grinch uh you know disney's um you know haunted mansion ride i mean it's just go back and listen to those and be like oh my gosh that's that guy and then look up thorough ravenscroft and you'll that's see the all game. these other you know brilliant things that, that he's been a part of uh over the years I, I always love you know throwing out those fun little fun little factoids but anyway i would rank uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey one the original uh movie uh two and then the one with Ed Helms I would say is comes in at number 3 for me.
1: That, I would agree. Right. I would agree. I might so I might switch the original and Jim Carrey but Ooh. uh but I think you're I think you're uh I like your So
0: we agreed on something.
1: Good. We agree and on it. it. Took I love us five it. Episodes. All right, moving moving <laughs> along here. <laughs> moving along to my number 4 choice. Mm. Uh okay, so I'm going number 4. This is one of my most favorite movies. Okay. I it actually when I wa- I wa- I usually only watch it around the holiday season, and whenever I do, I'm like, we should not save this movie to only watch it the holiday season. It's so good, it's such a great film. Uh, we quote it a lot in our family. Uh, I, I just love this movie so much. It's called The Family Stone. Oh. It, I think I referenced it uh, earlier in another podcast thing that I was going to talk about this. Yes, film. it stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Diane Keaton. Craig T. Nelson, Rachel McAdams, Luke Wilson, uh, Dermot Mulroney. Wow. Um, who else is in this movie? Uh, uh, Claire Danes. Jeez. I think that's pretty much the, the majority of the big stars from it. Basically, it is a film about uh, Dermot Mulroney plays uh, the oldest son of this family. Their last name is Stone um and he is bringing his new girlfriend home to the family to meet them at christmas time okay and they are a very close family they they rib each other and they tease each other a lot but they're like super loving and they are in each other's lives intrinsically they're like a very very close family and he is bringing home sarah jessica parker is his new girlfriend i don't think uh, he wants to make her his fiance he he decides he's going to maybe propose at christmas time gotcha and she just plays, Sarah Jessica Parker plays such an interesting character. Mm. She plays such a, like, terrible Upper East Side <laughs> snobby, like, character. But what's so great about her performance is it's not just one note of being, like, snobby and and yucky and, like, hard to be around. She's, like, trying to be good. Yeah. But it's just, like, not in her bones. Right. And she tries to, like, hang with this family that all, like ribs each other and has fun and and you know teases each other a little bit but when she does it it just seems like cold and and mean and they're kind of like who is this girl and they're saying to the the you know dermot moroni's character they're like you can't marry this girl she's not <laughs> like us like this is not you don't want to spend your life with this character and there it, it's just there's so many great characters in it there's so many great moments in it uh diane Keaton is beautiful in it and so she gives such a great performance craig t nelson is the dad is amazing rachel mcadams plays like the younger sister luke wilson is one of the brothers it is there are moments in it that are so uncomfortable okay on on screen but are at, from like a filmmaking point of view are like jarring to the audience where you're like whew, like your your blood pressure just starts rising because of the uncomfortability wow uncomfortable uncomfortability there go. uncomfortability there it. we <laughs> go <laughs> of, of seeing these scenes um it's definitely one to check out if you've not seen the family stone watch it love it you will you will thank me later because it is a great great christmas film here's a little clip from the family Stone. <laughs> oh my god no no it's all right let's
2: just get this off i'm just as what is any of you? Oh, of course
1: you are. That's better, probably. Man, I'm gonna get Everett. When I, do, when oh, I, I get Everett. Oh. Everett, Everett, come on. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I'm grieving that. I'm ready. Right.
0: Somebody's gonna get hurt. So
2: great about you guys. nothing. it' just it's just that we're all we've got. We're not so great. And you you're the worst in the
0: worst. <laughs> You know what I'm loving about That's pretty good. Right? You know, it's so great. and and you know what I'm loving about sort of this this groove that we're getting into with with our top ten lists is that especially with movies because you yeah. as an actor, I feel like you, you bring a very, you know, different perspective to to film and to performances and to writing because that sure. is that is your profession. That's what you've committed the vast majority of your life to and and it's fun to hear what stands out to you about about movies and performances and the script and all these sorts of things where, you know, I look at it as like, you know, it's it's sort of more for me it's it's a lot of times it's tied to like specific memories. That I have, or something that right. just you know, and I think that's the difference between like somebody who you know one is a fan, obviously, which you are, but is also a professional, and sort of the layers that are involved for you when, when you're picking your your favorites. It's it's really fun to yeah. to also hear you breaking it down and to hear your appreciation um, for these you know individuals and the performances that that you know they they've given. I, it's it's tons of fun. It's really what I'm trying to say. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm liking it, too. See, this I'm in fine. the giving mood here uh, today. I'm, <laughs> giving, out, I'm yeah. giving out. I'm not ripping you as much as, as I have on last episode. And I give you a hard time about <laughs> the sad songs and sad movies. that you think. But um,
1: Well, let's see if your next choices are TV specials how, or
0: actual movies. okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, if you consider this next one to be a TV special, then we've got some issues. And we should probably just cancel the show right now. Um, <laughs> so, All right. What do you got? This is a film through and through. Uh, it is a sequel. I'll, I'll lead with that. Ooh. It is a sequel, so think you know, think about Christmas movies that have received a sequel. There haven't been a ton of them, uh, but some of yeah. them have. This movie is one that I am head over heels for. This film, I am head over heels for this franchise. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say the name so I can just stop trying to be cryptic here because like I just want to <laughs> talk about it and gush about it. Uh, it's Home Alone 2: Lost in New York. Yeah, yes, I- yes. I'm clapping for you. There is just something so magical about uh, Kevin getting to go to New York City and just explore those streets all on his own in a, in, a, in a limo, going through Central Park, all these sorts of things. I swear that you know now that I'm sort of looking back on it and thinking about it, I feel like my first trip to New York, which was in January of 2009, was basically me living out my dreams of being Kevin McAllister running through New York City because... <laughs> I went to the Plaza Hotel, and I like I needed to like walk yes. through those doors, and 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 to stand out in front, and, and I remember standing out there on the steps. I was like, Mister McAllister, you your own cheese pizza. Like I just like I was delivering the lines, <laughs> walking through Central Park, you know, seeing you know the Bethesda Fountain, uh, which is where he hops into that carriage when, when Marv and Harry are chasing him through the park. Um, one thing I haven't wow. done, which, which I've been meaning to do for so many years, I've I've actually taken photos of my tv when i'm watching the film is um is uncle rob's uh apartment which is on the upper west side uh, the address is like in his yeah. parents address book and i've been meaning to just go to that address just to just to say that i've you been to that it. street i'm sure it's yeah. not that walk up i'm sure it's not that brownstone but just to say that i went to uncle rob's house from uh, home alone feels like something i need to do it's it's a fun film i think to to follow up an iconic film like home alone You know, there's not very many uh, films that can have a sequel that is that are just as entertaining, that are just as fun, um, that are just as engaging. That You want to watch just as much as the first one. You know, obviously, Pixar is really great at it, like with Toy Story one and two and a bunch of other films they've done. But to me, you know, Home Alone one obviously is the original, but Home Alone two is just as fun for me. um, And in some ways, it's it's even more fun uh, for me. Um, Tell me this. Yeah.
1: Tell me this, because I refresh my memory. I remember how Kevin McAllister gets left home alone
0: in the first. Okay.
1: How does he get to New York alone? Do you really not remember? Like what's the, I can't
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Fun. Now I get to break down some plot. So, so basically, you know, one of the big items that, uh, the kids want for Christmas that year is like the talk boy. Uh, and so Kevin has, Kevin has the talk. Remember that thing. And they're, they're late for their flight, of course, because they,
2: they did it again.
0: and okay. so they're they're getting into the airport, and Kevin needs batteries for his talk boy. He keeps asking his dad. He goes, they're in my bag. They're in my bag. And he goes, Kevin, you're going to give him a boy. You're going to carry that bag for me? And so they're running through O'Hare Airport, and Kevin's trying to get batteries out of his dad's bag and put him into the talk boy. and he keeps falling further and further behind his family. And they go running Help. off down like one chute of the terminal, and there's a guy who's wearing a trench coat that looks very similar to uh, Peter McAllister's, and he goes yes. the other direction. So- so uh, Kevin's like chasing out He's like, dad, dad, dad. And they close the the door to the jetway. And Kevin crashes into the the lady with the ticket. Or maybe they haven't closed the door yet. But he crashes into the lady with the tickets. All the tickets go everywhere. And, yes, okay, yeah. And he's, and she's, he's like, I got to get on this plane. This happened to me last year. And this can't happen again. And he's like, does <laughs> he have a boarding pass? And they sort of all like point to the mishmash of boarding passes. And the guy goes, right. bored him. Uh, and so he... But make sure he finds his family. So they get on. Kevin walks in. He looks towards first class. He sees the guy with the trench coat again. He goes, there's my dad right there. And so then he sits in his seat and he tries to strike up a conversation. He goes, hey, you ever been to Florida before? To the guy next to him. And then the guy starts speaking some language that's not English. And so Kevin puts on his headphones. He flies off to New York. His family flies off to Florida. He says, my family's in Florida. And I'm in New York. Um, that's how it happens. <laughs> but one thing that there is one issue with that moment is when he arrives at the airport, there's a shot of Kevin sitting in the terminal by a window and, or no, he walks over to the window and he's goes. He talks to the gate agent and goes, excuse me, what city is that out there? And he's got this perfectly clear view of the New York Midtown Manhattan skyline. I'm like, what right. airport did he fly into? Cause it's definitely yeah. not. Uh, JFK and 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 uh LaGuardia is yeah. so far north and it faces towards the south you wouldn't have that view of the skyline anyway that's my one issue with that movie other than that it's great
1: movie movie mess up right. movie mess up anyway that's a good choice it, can i tell you i do have one uh slight fan theory about home alone 2 hit me with it uh th- this is it's not actually true but i've i just i've i believe it okay i believe the character of the lady who plays the um the like old bird lady, yes. right? Who lives up in the rafters of the the opera house or whatever, uh, or Carnegie Hall, or the ballet, wherever. Carnegie Hall, yeah. Okay, great. Carnegie Hall. That that'll <laughs> <one>. um <laughs> that'll dump. Yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Anyways, um, the bird lady. Yeah, I think that that is Susan Boyle. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> that is
1: not. I know it's not. I actually I mean, they look Susan
0: very, very similar, very similar, right? But that's that's the actress. Yeah. You know her. You love her. Brenda Fricker.
1: Brenda Fricker. Yes. Oh, Fricker.
0: Oh okay. you no. Know yes. Come on. Brenda Fricker. She's no. So you know what things.
1: she was from? She was. Uh, she was the foster mom in the movie *Angels in the Outfield*.
0: Yes. You're right. Starring
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Danny Glover, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Tony Danza, Danny Glover, and Adrian
0: Brody. Wow. Look at you, yeah. dropping the uh, the movie trivia.
1: I got an IMDB right in my head. Oh, do
0: you really? I thought you were gonna say IMDB right up on my laptop.
1: Uh <laughs> no, it's in my it's all in my head. Amazing. Can you bring your friends up here?
2: I haven't got many friends. Oh, sorry. I'm like the birds I care for. People pass me in the street, they see me, but they try to ignore me. They prefer I wasn't part of their city. Yeah, it's sort of like that with my family. I'm kind of the picture that. Just because I'm the youngest. Everyone fights for position. Everybody wants to be seen and heard. I guess so. I'm seen and heard pretty much. But then I get sent to my room a lot too. I wasn't always like this, you know. Oh, what were you like before? I had a job. I had a home. I had a family. Did you have any kids? No, Oh, I wanted them. But the man I loved fell out of love with me. That broke my heart. And whenever the chance to be loved came along again, I ran away from it. I stopped trusting people. No offense. That seems like sort of a dumb thing to do. I was afraid of getting my heart broken again. You see, sometimes you can trust a person And then when things are down, they forget about you. Maybe they're just too busy. Maybe they don't forget about you, but they forget to remember you. I don't think people mean to forget. I think it just happens. My grandfather says, my head wasn't screwed on, I'd leave it on the school bus. I'm just afraid if I do trust someone, I'll get my heart broken again. I understand that. I used to have this really nice pair of rollerblades. I was afraid if I wore them, I'd wreck them so I kept them in a the box. But do you know what happened? No. I outgrew them. I never wore them once outside. I just wore them in my room a couple times. A person's heart and a person's feelings are very different than skates. Well, they're kind of the same thing. If you aren't gonna use your heart, then what's the difference if it gets broken? You just keep it to yourself. Maybe it'll be like my rollerblades. When you do decide to try it, it won't be any good. You should take a chance. Nothing to lose. But a choosing in there somewhere. I think so. Your heart might still be broken, but it isn't gone. If it was gone, you wouldn't be this nice. Thank
1: you. I love that. That's a that's a, a strong choice at Thank that you. was your number four?
0: Number, four. number yep. four. Home alone mm-hmm. two. Yep.
1: I love it. Alright. Well, uh just a few left for me. Number three, which has been said before on this list Ooh. by Danny. I, I can't remember which number it was uh, for you. I think it was maybe eight or nine. Okay. Uh, I'm going Love Actually. Yes. I As as we talked about last week, you know, it's such a strong ensemble film. Uh, we talked about how we think that it kind of inspired those other ensemble movies like New Year's Day and Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. uh, but Love Actually is definitely the, the king of all of them. Uh, I mean, you have so many great storylines and performances and the music is so great. And there's like these so many classic like shots of, you know, Laura Linney when she's goes around the corner and she's on her finally on a date with the guy that she likes. And she does that sort of like, oh, my gosh, that's all And then <laughs> yes. she calms down and goes back up the stairs. You know, that's a great moment. Obviously, everything with Hugh Grant when he's like dealing with, you know, his sort of crush and his you know, he's just being perfectly Hugh Grant. and oh, Colin yeah. Firth is so great when he's, you know, meeting the girl from Italy, uh, not Italy, I think Portugal. Um, and, you know, they have the language barrier, but they eventually fall in love. There's, you know, uh, you know, obviously the scene at the beginning with the wedding where they play uh, All You Need Is Love. It's funny, my wife and I, because we love the movie so much, as we walked down the aisle after we said I do in our wedding, we had the organist play All You Need Is Love sort of in honor of that. Oh, that's so cool. Actually, um, which was, uh, you know, great for us. And, um, you know, I just, I love, I love so much about that movie. I love the sentiment of that movie. I love the performances of that movie. I love the performance of, you know, uh, Mariah Carey's all I want for Christmas is you at the end with the kid. And she points to the drummer. And I mean, it just, there, there are so many classic, wonderful moments in love. Actually. Uh, again, it's an, a movie that I wish I didn't only watch at Christmas time because it is worthy of, of year-round viewing. So here's a little clip from love action. What the hell are you doing here? I'm just supposed to be El Jones.
2: Yeah, well, I, I was there for a minute or two, and then then I had an epiphany. Really? Yeah. Come on. Just come up. So, um, what was that epiphany? Um, it, it was about Christmas. You realized it was all around? No, I, I realized that Christmas is, is the time to be with the people you love. Right. And I realized that as dire chance and, and, and fateful cock-up would have it, here I am, mid-fifties, And without knowing it, I've gone and spent most of my adult life with a a chubby employee. (laughs) And and much as it grieves me to say it, it it might be that the people I... ...love is, in fact... ...you. Well, this is a surprise. Yeah. Ten minutes at Elton johns you're as gay as a maple. No, look, I'm, I'm serious here. I left Elton's where there were a hefty number of half-naked chicks with their mouths open in order to hang out with you at Christmas. Well, Bill. It's a terrible, terrible mistake, Chubbs. But you turn out to be the f-ing love of my life. And to be honest, despite all my complaining, we have had a wonderful life. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, come on, it's been an honor.
1: Oh, it was hard to pick a clip right? for this movie because there's so many cl- classic moments. Um, but but yeah, that's definitely my number three. Love Actually starring everybody that you've ever heard of because it's an <laughs> enormous
0: cast. Hey, did you know, uh, I can't imagine you didn't know this, is that they have a, a show called Love Actually Live. Have you heard of this? You know, I have
1: not seen it, but I have heard of it. Uh, a few friends of mine have performed in it. They do it at the uh, uh, Annenberg... Um, the Annenberg center
0: center for the performing arts here in Beverly Hills. And the show is coming back yeah. starting November 27th, running through December 31st of this year, uh, here in Southern Check California. So if you don't go, I feel like maybe you're not as the big friends big of mine that have performed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the friends of mine that have performed in it, uh, are some of the best singers that I know. Um so uh road trip definitely, field sure, trip they, they they definitely bring in the the big guns for that stuff so definitely check that out. Well
0: I think we should do, do a show a... we should do a show field trip. We should do a you, show field trip. You, that sounds so fun. You and your wife and, and me and my wife. Yes. Are you oh, in? I love that. We'll just I'm in. I'm in 100 done. Maybe we can record an episode backstage. Maybe they'd let us do that. That'd be cool. I love it. You love, love it actually. I love it.
1: What's your number three? choice?
0: Uh, my number three choice is uh, a film that has also been mentioned on this list that you slotted, I believe, uh, way too low. This it, it needed to be higher on your list. And I think you admit that. <laughs> I know um, where you're going with this. As, you know, especially considering the fact that you played this role, you know, at the theater at Madison Square Garden. Um, I think it's become, you know, an instant classic. It's another comedian that, You know, Jim Carrey will always be number one for me. But once this person, you know, became a full time cast member on SNL on Saturday Night Live, uh, I immediately just was so uh, into Will Ferrell. I think he is one of the more brilliant comedians of of our time, Um, you know, from Talladega Nights to, you know, uh, old school to Anchorman, you know, Anchorman, you pretty much name it. He's just he's absolutely hysterical. Uh, And an Elf, again, like just like I say, I think at that time, Jim Carrey was exactly the person, the only person that could play the Grinch and do it right. In my opinion, Elf is is Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is Elf. He is the perfect person to play that role. It's so hysterical. It's so fun. It's sort of a new take, you know, because so many Christmas movies sort of revolve around like Santa Claus and this sort of like shines a light. Uh, on sort of a a different aspect I love the idea of a a movie focusing on an elf I just think that's really really fun and James Caan is obviously great in the film as well in the juxtaposition between his character and and Will Ferrell's character like when he's like you know tickle fight or like uh you know dad dad um talk me in um it's just like so many brilliant moments come out of that movie um I could go on and on about it there's nothing that I could say or a moment that I could point out that you all uh, don't know and don't love. So let's just go ahead and play a clip from uh, Elf Starring. Okay.
2: Oh, wow.
0: What's this?
1: This
2: is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it
1: is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite. Okay. Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for an announcement. Okay, okay people. Tomorrow morning, ten a.m. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. Ten a.m. tomorrow. Ten a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this oh. Hi. Oh. Just a classic. Just a, a, an an instant instant classic, right? You know, have you watched um, on Netflix? They have a series called "The Movies That Made Us." Yes, uh, where they break down uh, a lot of classic movies. Yeah, and in them, they include Home Alone and Elf. Uh, so both of those have really good uh, breakdown episodes where they talk about the making of the movie and the cast and how they shot it and all sorts of fun back background stories and stuff. Yeah, Will so Ferrell's brother is in done. the film. Is he?
0: Yeah, he plays who one of the he? security guards at the Empire State Building. Oh, that's great! Isn't that hysterical? That. He's one of the that's guys great. that that throws him out. Like, there's just so many fun oh, little Easter eggs. Uh, within, I love that you know John Favreau directed it, but he makes a uh, you know a little cameo the as, as the doctor. And I love he goes, "It's a boy."
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is in it? Uh, Peter Billingsley, yes, who's the kid from uh, Christmas Story, Ralphie. He plays the head elf uh you know when they're in Santa's village and they're sort of keeping track of how many etch sketches yes. that buddy has made and he's <laughs> like oh buddy you got to work harder man that's it's uh, not enough. Uh, okay. that's Peter Billingsley who's the kid <laughs> who's the kid from Christmas story that's Ralphie but that's now so as, cool. a, as an adult. I think he's a producer on the film as well.
0: Yeah, I think he's an a, an executive producer on that film. He he's done yeah. so I was just reading about him the other day cuz obviously we had Scott Schwartz from uh, a Christmas Story on the film, and again, thank you, yep. thank you, Scott Schwartz for coming on the film, uh, or film. We're not a film. We're we're a podcast. Thank you, Scott podcast. Schwartz, for coming on. This is what I have when I try to do like four things at the same time. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I started looking into Peter Billingsley, and I was just so blown away by how active he has remained um, in the entertainment industry since since A Christmas Story. I mean, it yeah. just goes to show you. Like, I think if you remain open, if you're just like if you love the business. There's a lot of ways for you to, to work in the biz. So it's so good for Peter for, uh, for totally. keeping it going all these years. All right. So that was my number three. Elf is starring Will Ferrell, which uh, takes us to number two. What movie do you have in number two, Eric? Ooh.
1: Okay. I got at number two and number one. I'm giving you a little heads up. I have two classic films back to back. These are both uh, black and white films. Although one of them, this first one here at number two is in color. Yes. Um, so I shouldn't say they're both black and white. One is black and white. One is in color. This is in color. Uh, and that color would be white because it is White Christmas. Nice. That was I don't know.
0: <laughs> and it's White Christmas. That color would be well the other part of black and white, it's white but right.
1: <laughs> White Christmas starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney and Vera Allen, Ellen Vera Allen. Um uh just a, a classic. I mean the sort of the definition of a classic holiday yeah. film. I You know, it's funny. I had actually not watched White Christmas a lot as a kid. It's not one that brings me necessarily nostalgic memories of watching it as a child. It was just not one that was in our family rotation. We watched Holiday Inn a lot more than White Christmas. But since I've had a family, my kids love White Christmas. And so we watch White Christmas throughout the year. Um, But definitely, obviously, multiple viewings during the holiday season. Uh, It just is, you know, I I love the sentiment of it. I love all of those old, as we've talked about in the past, you know, the MGM musical days are just my happiest place to reside in. So uh, this is sort of a classic version of that. Bing Crosby is so great. Danny Kaye is so great. They have so many great bits. And the the comedy is so sharp and quick and clean, which I love. Uh, Rosemary Clooney is one of my heroes. It's also fun because... I was introduced to Rosemary Clooney much more from, uh, you know, I grew up in Chicago in a very sort of Italian uh, neighborhood. Most of my friends were very Italian. And so we watched a lot of uh, mob movies when I was a kid (laughs) and listened to like a lot of, you know, there was a CD called Mob Hits that was all like, you know, old, like, uh, you know, uh, Louis Prima and Rosemary Clooney and a bunch of guys like that and, and ladies like that. So it's like that old sort of mob movie music. And so I got introduced to Rosemary Clooney that way. So I think of her as much more of a like, it's a me, a mama, da, 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 da. you know, like a, a much more broad version right. of Rosemary Clooney, which she did later in life. But in this movie, she's much more refined, and so you know, which is very kind of fun. But uh, there's also, you know, there's a fun there's a, a character actor in White Christmas that I love this because I, you know, I'm a character actor guy. And so right. I always love to think about those people that are you know, smaller character roles in movies that you love and especially ones from the olden days and trying to think about like what ever happened to that person? You know, they weren't a big, huge star. They weren't Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly or Frank Sinatra where they didn't get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but like they were a working actor. Yeah. And like what was their life and did they continue to work? And I, that always is very intriguing to me. Um, there's an actress named Mary Wicks. Who she plays the innkeeper, uh, or sort of like kind of helps the general once the general owns the the inn that they go to. Okay, uh, up in Vermont, she kind of is his main helper. She's like a taller lady. Um, uh, she sort of is a young young woman, probably in her thirties when they're filming White Christmas. But if you recognize her and see her, and then you go fast fast forward many years to Sister Act and starring whoopi goldberg yeah. she plays sort of the oldest nun, the one who sort of has the shaky voice and is oh, you know wow. always yelling at whoopi you know it is that same actress and it's just so cool to think of somebody that can have a hollywood career that can span that far because white christmas in my mind feels like forever ago like it's right. not even a, a po- <laughs> it's it's not even something that i could have lived but it there's an actress who was in that as an adult and then now you know was still working when they made this track, so I, I love little things like that so uh white christmas such a classic so many great moments so many great songs and dancing and the colors are great so let's listen to uh, a little clip of white christmas let's play the song white christmas uh, it seems apropos to do that so here we go this is bing crosby and danny Kay, rosemary Clooney and singing singing
2: Just like the ones I used to know where the tree listen and chill.
0: there was something i was i've always been blown away by watching that film is uh vera ellen has like don't like her legs are so incredibly long you know her and it was danny k do that one uh dance number together and it's just like when they're on the pier just everything that she's in, it's like her legs are just so incredible. Like they they don't look real. They're they're so so long. Yeah, because um, I don't know how tall yeah. she was. I guess I'd have to to look that up. You know, if only there was a device where I could yeah. go look up such things as, as <laughs> a famous person's height. Uh, she was. Let's see, I'm looking at her her full bio here on IMDb. She was five foot four. But if you look at her legs, not that tall. You would think she was like six Looks foot like she's one. Seven four. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. just kicking through the kicking through the rafters. But yeah, that that act, my wife will be very happy to hear that you picked that movie because that is her, that and Charlie Brown Christmas are my, are my wife's uh, two favorite Christmas films. So I'm sure she's thrilled. Well, Charlie Brown
1: Christmas, oh, is a great no. TV special.
0: Oh my gosh! You know, I shouldn't have even said it. The second, <laughs> it came out of my mouth. I knew you were going there. I Knew you were going there. <laughs> anyway. Let's let's move right along.
1: Let's move it right along. What is your number two <laughs> selection? Top ten movies, Danny Jordan. What is number two on your list?
0: Number two. Uh, so this is number one and number two are really really hard for me. I I mean there's a clear cut number one, but also it number two. I love this movie so much as well. Um, you know, it, it, to me it's almost like my number one and number two movie are sort of like. The Christmas movie I watch, you know, at my mom's house growing up, and my number two movie is the Christmas movie I watched at my dad's house growing. Up. It's like a very, right. it's like a representation of like the two sort of like childhoods that that I had uh, growing up. Right. This one is, you know, every year my family gets together, we do you know a weekly movie viewing party, and the first movie we watch every year is Home Alone, and then the second week is almost always this movie, and that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, nice. I just think. Clearly, you're noticing a trend here in the films that I'm picking. They are pretty much all comedies, with the exception, I think, of one or two films. Um, I like comedies. Right. I just think uh, of of the Vacation franchise. That one is personally my favorite. I think Chevy Chase is is brilliant in that film. Um, there's yeah. just so many moments, you know, that are are iconic that I could just go on and on and on, you know, reciting all these moments. But it's also got a little heart as well. Is that you know, you have this guy and I can relate to, you know, Clark W. Griswold in the sense that you, I love the idea of Christmas. You know, you're the same way. You love creating these, these memories. And sometimes, you know, like Clark, he just builds things up in his head that he wants them to be like one specific thing. He goes, well, when have I ever done that? She's like birthdays, weddings, you know? Um, and I feel like when it comes to Christmas, that's how I am. I'm very much like Clark. I want, I want to have our lights up first. I want people in the neighborhood to be like wow nice work over there jordan um i don't plan to shoot like icicles (laughs) through people's windows i don't plan to do that at all right right. um but i just i i i relate to clark in the sense that like you just you want to provide the best christmas experience for for your kids for your family it's not just about your kids and it's definitely not about you it's just about creating this great family atmosphere and i think that's at the heart of who clark griswold is and but i also like that he's human in the sense that like all these things go wrong, and he's just trying to keep this Griswold family Christmas together. He's doing everything he right, can, yeah. and then finally, that jelly of the month uh, certificate arrives, and that is just the breaking point. And that, up. and that monologue that Chevy Chase has as he is uh, storming around <laughs> uh, the living room there. Hey, if anyone has any, is looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I've got one. My boss, Mister Shirley. <laughs> um it's just it's such a brilliant moment um and there's so many others throughout there you know why why is the carpet all wet todd i don't know margo um where do you plan on putting a tree that big griswold why don't you bend over and i'll show you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that griswold I wasn't talking to you um there's just so many great moments in that film i love it it yeah. means christmas to me uh so let's let's play a little a little clip from christmas <laughs>
2: Clark, what's wrong? Honey? (laughs) It's bigger than you expected? (laughs) (laughs) Smaller? What is it?
0: It's a a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark,
1: that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. It is indeed.
0: I'm sorry. Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son.
1: I, don't
0: know. I mean, oh, you as man. a comedic actor, you've got to appreciate a film like that, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I I love that film. I, I, can I tell you a secret here? Please. Mm-hmm. This may be hard to admit. I okay. have not seen that film until maybe
0: four years ago. What? Years how is that ago. possible? Yeah. It's another. I, Ch- I it's don't... a Chicago film.
1: I know. It's a Chicago film. It's like I don't know how it was just not one. That was played in my house. Uh, wow. I, I didn't watch it in college. It wasn't until I was an adult and had a family that I was watching it. But let me tell you this: the first time that I watched it, uh, as I said, it was probably four or five years ago. I was sitting on the couch, and okay. as I'm watching it, I and this was obviously I'd never seen the film before, so I didn't. There was no reason for me to dress as anything. I was just wearing <laughs> the clothes that I had chose to wear that day. Yeah, I'm laying on the couch. I have a pair of jeans on. I have a flannel shirt on. I have a puffer vest on. <laughs> and I had a Chicago Bears. Oh, my hat gosh. On. And once it got to the scene where Clark is out there on his front lawn, like working with all the lights, I called my wife over. I was like, I'm literally wearing exactly the costume <laughs> that he's wearing. You are Clark as W. Just Griswold. My I am Clark Griswold. And it was uh, I, and from that moment on, I was like, "Oh yeah, I love this movie." So That's yeah, so strong good. choice at number two. I Thank love you. it. I love Thank it. Very you. good. Very good. Now we're, we've made it, we Danny. Made we're it. all the way to number one. Oh my gosh! This on these top flown ten by. movies, uh, it has flown by. So let's just jump into it. Uh, for me, number one. It also appeared early on, earlier on the list with Danny uh, on his list, but for me, it's number one. I'm going. It's a Wonderful Life, I'm oh. starring Jimmy Stewart. Uh, it's just as we said before it's so so classic and it has such emotion it truly as you can hear through a lot of the things that Danny and I talk about we love being dads we really uh, have bonded a lot over fatherhood and what it means to be a dad and the expectations that we have on ourselves and our relationship with our own fathers and how you know the probably number one thing that both Danny and I want to provide in life is like a sense of security and fun and love to our families. Um, And it's sort of all encompassing in our sort of mindset about most things in life. And I feel like that's one of the main parts of it's a wonderful life. It's a a man who has tried to do everything right for his Mm -hmm. family and for his community and for his neighborhood. Uh, and eventually sort of just gets to a breaking point because he maybe was not thinking of himself enough. He was literally only thinking about other people and then got to a point where it was a a bit too much. He sort of sees what life could be without his presence in the world, both of his family and his community, and sees that that's actually not a good thing. And what he is doing matters and is important. And the people that are in his life are affected by his choices and uh, are inspired by his choices. And so, again, it's, I just, <laughs> I feel the message of the film is so great. Uh, and then, uh, just from a personal standpoint, I love watching it, as I said before, on Christmas Eve on NBC. They air it. It's usually when I'm like wrapping those last presents and, you know, just getting the last little bits, everything ready for Christmas morning. I am usually watching it alone in a garage as I'm putting a last, you know, <laughs> uh present together or something like that and and it just it really it feels like christmas to me it feels like the the main reason of the season so for me it's a wonderful life number one let's listen to one more little clip from from this great classic film mary i know what i'm gonna do tomorrow and the next day and next year and a year after that i'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and i'm gonna see the world Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Then I'm coming back here and go to college and see what they know.
0: And then I'm gonna build things. I'm gonna build airfields, I'm gonna build skyscrapers a hundred stories high, I'm gonna build bridges a mile long. Well, you gonna throw a rock? Hey, that's pretty good. What'd you wish, Mary?
2: Buffalo gals, can't you come out
0: tonight, can't you come out tonight, can't you come out tonight, tonight? Buffalo gals, can't you come out tonight, dance by
1: the light of the the moon, what do you wish when you threw that rock, oh
2: no, come on, tell me, if I don't, it might not come true,
1: what is it you want, Barry,
0: what do you want, You, you want the moon, just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down, Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, all right?
1: I'll take it. Then what? So that's what I had at number one. Danny, what is your number one Christmas movie, favorite Christmas movie of all time? I think I know where you're going with this, but tell the people what they want to hear.
0: Yeah, I I feel like this is going to come as no surprise to anyone who knows me. It's going to come as no surprise to anyone who's listened to our show so far in our top 10 Christmas songs episodes. I think I listed three songs from this movie in my top 10. It's just, it's one of those films that from the moment I saw it, when I was a kid, I just felt immediately attached uh, to this story. I, I think it's just, it's funny. It's got heart. I, I, I did a road trip from New York to Washington a few years ago, with the buddy of mine, and I made him uh, divert through Chicago just so we could go to the house uh, that is the exterior for this this film. If if you've been there, you now you know what film I'm talking about. I feel like this has got to be number one on so many people's lists, especially from our generation. I feel like this film, in so many ways, is synonymous with with our generation. You know, you look at TV shows like Home Improvement and Full House were sort of like the shows that we latched onto. And I feel like this film is it defines our generation in a lot of respects, and that film is none other than Home Alone, the original. Uh, It it has a special place in my heart. Uh, My brother, a few years ago for Christmas, uh, surprised me by giving giving me a framed picture of Buzz's girlfriend uh, for Christmas, (laughs) which I still put out in my house every single year. Uh, And I've made like a a parody video of that, of me like opening up like a trunk and going, Buzz, your girlfriend, whoop. My wife, a few years ago for Christmas, gave me the battle plans, um, like laminated battle plans that Kevin does in the film. It's oh, just, good. I love the film. I, every year I get together with my family, we put it on. It's hysterical. It just gets better and better every single time I watch it. So my number one Christmas movie of all time is Home Alone.
2: I'm up here, you morons. Come and get me. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? Oh. Huh? Oh. Ah. Don't worry, Marv. I'll get him for you. Oh.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, folks, uh, we are gonna we're gonna call the episode here. So, we're gonna remind yes. you of our our socials and everything. Make sure you follow us, Danny. Tell them yes. about our socials.
0: Yeah, of course. So, you can follow us on Instagram. On TikTok, on Facebook at Christmas Countdown Show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Xmas Pod. We have a Patreon page, which uh, is a great way to connect with us on a deeper level and and get you know some special sort of exclusive rewards that we're offering. Just search Christmas Countdown Show, or you can click on the link, which is here in the notes for this episode specifically. We love connecting with you all over there. If you are listening anywhere in the world, please shoot us a DM. We love hearing from you, and if you are enjoying the show, which hopefully you are because you've made it this far. Please take a couple seconds uh, to rate and review our show. We love it. It means the world to us. We love hearing from you, this this Christmas countdown crew, as we're calling it. The way it's building and growing leading up to Christmas is just such an incredible journey. And we're so grateful to be on it with all of you. So until next time, as we always say, Merry Christmas and happy holidays.
1: Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one.